Hi everyone, David Harris here with you for Criminal Injustice with a little bonus material for you. Uh, you know that here in Pittsburgh, one of the things I get to do, which I've told you I really enjoy, is I serve as legal analyst for public radio station WESA. That's the flagship NPR station in Pittsburgh. One of the things that I do as part of that job is that I'm a frequent guest on their daily public affairs show called The Confluence. And recently, I sat down with the host of The Confluence, Kevin Gavin, to discuss a brand new decision, or maybe you'd call it a non-decision, by our state's Supreme Court, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, deciding against hearing an overall challenge to our state's death penalty law and our death penalty system. So here I am in conversation with Kevin Gavin on The Confluence. The producer of The Confluence is Megan Harris. Here we go. The state Supreme Court case centered on a petition filed by two federal inmates, Germont Cox of Philadelphia and Kevin Marinelli of Northumberland County, but had the potential to affect the approximately 130 others on death row. What was at stake here? What was at stake was the constitutionality of the death penalty overall. So it wasn't about these two cases, which were very serious, of course. It was about all death penalty cases in the state. So the objective of these petitions was to get the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to rule that the system as a whole, the law as a whole, was unconstitutional, not just to rule in these two cases. The defense wanted to appeal directly to the state Supreme Court, a so-called King's Bench jurisdiction. Uh, the justices basically said, play out your appeals in the lower courts? The justices said, we're not going to look at the larger question of whether the statute is unconstitutional. We're going to hear any and all appeals that are appropriate at the level of each case. So bring your issues, bring your litigation, bring your cases. But we're uninterested at this point in this procedural posture in hearing something about all cases in the state. That was, as I said, the hope, but the the Pennsylvania Supreme Court says no. The state constitution bans cruel punishment. In the eyes of the court, is capital punishment cruel? The court isn't saying one way or the other. What they are saying is they're not going to rule on that issue. Instead, they're going to rule only on issues raised by the individual cases. So many death row appeals find their the initial verdicts being overturned. It's really an astoundingly high proportion over the decades, something like 70%. And because of that, uh, there was a hope, along with a report that came out in 2018, that they could get the whole system thrown out. But that didn't happen, and the, the court said they don't want to be part of that. Remind us, David, who gets sentenced to death, and by what means is it carried out in Pennsylvania when it is indeed carried out? Well, who gets sentenced to death is one of the prime questions, because what we learn as we look over the entire pool of capital cases is that you tend to get death sentences for people who have the worst lawyers. Now, that sounds completely counterintuitive, but that is what turns out to happen. Seventy percent of those cases, as I said, getting thrown out. And the the one overwhelming set of factors is inadequate defense by defense counsel. That's, I think, an indefensible result. We simply can't support a system like that. And I think that's that's what the hope was, that the court would take uh, advantage of that and go ahead. And those defendants who you alluded to 
poor are often uh, minority defendants as they well. They are often minority uh, group members. The thing is that the, the stronger predictor than the race or ethnic group of the defendant is the race or ethnic group of the victim. And that is a really profound thing because, you know, it, it tends to tell you that the lives of victims are valued according to their race. At least that's the argument. And I don't think anybody wants a system like that. Governor Wolf imposed a moratorium on executions in 2015. Did that work against the defendants here asking for an expedited consideration of the constitutionality of the death penalty because the Supreme Court said, well, there's no sense of urgency? Well, not on its face. It wasn't one of the issues that was out front, and you wouldn't read it in the papers that were submitted to the court or in the arguments that were made. But certainly it is in the background that nobody is being executed now. I mean, and as long as the governor keeps the moratorium in place, there won't be any execution. So that could last throughout his administration uh, and even into a next administration should the next governor agree. David, the state court decided now is not the time, but they left the door open for the individual case-by-case reviews in the future. Could we see this question, this argument, come up again in the future as it makes its way up through the courts? Absolutely, we could. Any individual case which presents the overall question, it will be fair game for the lawyers to raise the constitutionality of the state's death penalty system. The court is simply saying now, we're not about to take that question on as the case, uh, excuse me, as the issue in these two cases. Raise whatever other issues you have and And if an overall constitutional point comes up, that can be part of the package in any one case. This decision by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court not to consider at this time uh, got a lot of attention. Uh, Is the constitutionality of our death penalty here in Pennsylvania challenged often or not? It hasn't been challenged often. It's been in place for a long time since the 70s when the Supreme Court of the United States restored it. What made this case so unusual, among other things, was not just the challenge, but the fact that the Philadelphia DA's office actually sided with the two defendants who wanted the whole system overturned. You almost never see that. And, of course, that's Larry Krasner, the still fairly new Philadelphia DA who came to office on a platform of deep criminal justice reform, and he was carrying out what he was elected to do. Is he an opponent of the death penalty? He is. He has a long record as an opponent of the death penalty. Interestingly, the state's attorney general's office, which was also involved in the case, came out on the other side. So you had leading law enforcement people on differing sides, which is, again, something that's very unusual. If and when this question of the constitutionality of the death penalty in Pennsylvania makes its way to our highest court in the Commonwealth, What will be at the crux of a defense argument to negate the death penalty? It will be the things that came up in that report I mentioned from 2018. The Joint Commission report basically said this is a bankrupt system, that uh, defense counsel are poorly funded and don't do the job in an astounding number of these cases. It will be that kind of structural argument that eventually overturns it if it happens. WESA legal analyst David Harris is a professor of law at the University of Pittsburgh, and he is host of the Criminal and Justice Podcast. David, thanks so much as always. Good to be with you, Kevin. 
That's it. That was my conversation with Kevin Gavin, the host of WESA's The Confluence, about the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's recent decision to refuse to review Pennsylvania's capital punishment law and its entire system. Instead, the court says, we're going case by case, raise all the claims you want or can or you have jurisdiction for, but we're not going to declare the whole system unconstitutional all at once. You can always go to our website, of course, to hear all our news bonuses, our major interviews, which come up every other Tuesday, and our other content. Remember that we are now listener-supported, so go to patreon.com slash criminalinjustice. I'm David Harris. I'll be back with you next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris, produced by Josh Rollerson, and supported by listener contributions. Go to patreon.com slash criminalinjustice to become a member and access the premium content feed. Find past episodes, show notes, and more at criminalinjusticepodcast.com.